Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wisdom.com test match cricket from Abu Dhabi, Sheikh Zayed Stadium with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. For Specsavers, the test experts, and Proatar, the new coaching app that connects you with the biggest names in cricket. Jeff, we're looking at across a ground which is a lot greener, a lot a lot more grass uh, around the pitch as well, and a lot more grass on the pitch. That's probably the main takeout from our couple of days in the lead-up to this second test match. It's at this stage, and I'm not saying it will be tomorrow morning, and I'm not saying it will be throughout the test match, but there is, at this exact moment, grass on the wicket. We did not expect that. And not, not in this particular part of the world. Abu Dhabi, field of dreams. Abu Dhabi, 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 Dhabi. This is where Good we start. are. <laughs> uh, great start. There is, what they've said is, they finished with the pitch today. There will be no further mowing, no further shaving. Um, Tim Payne had a very close straight razor shave uh, this morning, which he said was smarting a bit in the breeze out there, but the pitch will not be shaved anymore. So there's a decent thatch of grass in the middle. Um, there's a, a little bit of grass sort of at a, at a foolish length at the far end of the ground, not much at a foolish length at our end of the ground. But uh, there might just be enough to interest the seamers out there. It's not a green mamba, but it's, uh, it might just be something. Uh, before we hear from the captains and also Peter Siddle, let's go to your interview earlier today with the Chief Executive of Abu Dhabi Cricket, Matt Boucher, who spoke about the wicket and why they've made it the way they have. Wisdom.com, Test Match Cricket. We've got Matthew Boucher, the CEO of the ground here at Abu Dhabi and, and the association more generally. Um, I wanted to start out to have a chat about the pitch. We talked to a few of the ground staff before the day before the test. There's a good thatch of grass in the middle, a green tinge, and they specifically said given the pitch didn't break up at Dubai, they wanted to make sure there was more of a challenge and more of a contest between bat and ball, especially on the first day. Yeah, I mean, we've, uh, we haven't held much cricket since the end of the Asia Cup, so we've given it 10 days to breathe now, and I think you'll see a, certainly either side of the wicket is a nice uh, lush green oasis. Uh, and we obviously are a Pakistan venue, so we do take some guidance from the Pakistan Cricket Board, and I think we're happy with what we've got. A bit more grass than Dubai. Uh, maybe something a bit more in it for the bowlers. Who knows? Maybe the Aussie bowlers a little bit more, and a bass from Pakistan who's a little magician with the ball. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll have a good five days ahead. And it's that sort of thing of wanting to feel like the team that loses the toss doesn't feel like they're out of the game immediately. 
Absolutely. I mean, that, that, there was some talk, I think, was at the end of last summer in England, or basically every time England go to Australia, Australia come to England, whoever wins the toss is kind of going to do the opposite of what you do in their home nation. So I, I think the toss is maybe less important than previous, maybe less important than previous tests, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a good it's a good wicket, and we're hoping for a good match, which is I think all we can ask for before uh, before we even start tomorrow. So, Jeff, yes, we've uh, we've written this story before, haven't we, in the past about <laughs> wickets that you and I have seen with with grass on them, and we've written stories of woe and green members and and all the rest, and they've turned out to be absolute roads. And I wouldn't be staggered if it ends up being broadly the same. Ladies and gentlemen, green member number five. <laughs> um, we did this in Christchurch, didn't we? When you, oh, did we the, the wicket was not <laughs> distinguishable from the centre square. It was just it was absolutely Emerald City, and then suddenly on the day of the match, it was this brown blob which did nothing and uh, Brendan McCullum made 152 balls so um, it's a trap for young players but uh, I'm pretty sure it's still going to be largely flat and largely batting friendly. Speaking of young players Tim Payne isn't one of those although he's a relatively inexperienced test captain at this stage. Uh, You spoke to Tim Payne uh, earlier on Jeff and he explained why uh, the pitch has prevented him from naming the side the 11 for tomorrow he's going to wait till the toss to do that. Tim Payne for Wisdom.com. It's a little bit cooler here in Abu Dhabi, a bit of breeze across the ground. Uh, it might be slightly more friendly conditions to play cricket in the next few days. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, as you said, nice nice cool breeze coming across the ground, so hopefully that stays around for the rest of the week. And the wicket looks like it might be a, a little bit more in it for the bowlers. We spoke to the ground staff earlier and said they wanted more of a contest on day one. There's some grass in the middle and it looks a bit harder. Should be some good bounce. Yeah, I'll go and have a look at it shortly. I haven't had a good look at it yet, but... Um... Yeah, I think sometimes over here looks can be deceiving. I think it'll still be pretty good for batting and um, I expect it will, it will turn again late in the game. It's interesting, you've made a few comments the last couple of days saying, you know, the draw was all well and good, but you're not here to draw games. You've got uh, your eyes on a bigger prize. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, we haven't shied away from the fact that we're here to win the series and we're, and we're here to win, or anywhere, we're, we're there to win every test we play. And so um, whilst we're pleased with, um, I suppose, the development and um, the fight that we showed, um, particularly in, in conditions over here that, that Australian teams haven't played all that well in um, in the past. Um, yeah, we're still disappointed with, with some of the aspects of last game and, and we've got some areas we want to improve in. Would you consider making any changes coming into this test? Uh, if, if the wicket does look like it, it might offer a little bit more, maybe going in with three quicks instead of two spinners? Yeah, well, it's certainly an option. Um, but, yeah, we'll have a good look at again at the wicket this afternoon after training and, and go from there. We, we know we've got some good options uh, if we wanted to, to make some changes, but um, we also think that the guys who played last week acquitted themselves really well and um, they'll be better for the run as well. John Holland came back well in that test. It's a really tough gig being the, the second spinner for Australia. You come in very occasionally on these Asian tours and you know you're, you're quick to drop out of the side again. It must be difficult to suddenly switch into test mode. Yeah, I think so. It's, it'd be a lot of pressure knowing that you, you, know, you come in and you might get one test, you might get two, and then you're back to Australia where traditionally we, we play one spinner. So um, I think for John it's just about uh, trying to relax as much as he can and, and not try too hard, really, which... which is uh, easier said than done, but um, yeah, I thought he, he bowled reasonably well at times, uh, at times not so well, so um, he knows he's, he, he can get a little bit better, um, but I think he's also now had that test under his belt. He knows that the Pakistan players are probably going to attack him more than they have our other, our other bowlers, so um, it's just about him having a plan and being able to counter it. And for yourself to finish up, that uh, 192 balls is the second longest innings you've ever played just by a couple of balls shy of your effort in India. It gives a bit of an insight into what it was like out there for that three hours with the spin bombardment and late in the day uh, in Dubai. Uh, it, was, it was warm. 
Um, it was yeah, it was it was good. I actually enjoyed it once. You know, I think batting once you get in is is really enjoyable, even at test level. So um, there's no secret that over here it's really tough to start, and um, you know sometimes you need a little bit of luck to get through that initial period. But um, you know, even on these wearing wickets, once you get yourself in and, and get used to their bowling and the wickets. Um, yeah, it's an enjoyable place to be. You'd certainly be rather be out in the middle than, than sitting down over here. Well, that's where everyone will be tomorrow, and it should be an exciting contest. Both teams uh, G'd up, so good luck tomorrow. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Jeff, in the radically unlikely scenario where they leave out the second spinner, John Holland, and play a seamer, I fancy Michael Nisa. I watched him bowl in the nets yesterday, and he's at the peak of his powers. He's a, a big, bustling type, moves the ball around. He was giving them a lot of trouble in the nets, but surely it, it won't be, he won't be called upon, and it will be the two spinners. Well, if we're playing musical references, Nisa good, Nisa good, he's ever Nisa good. <laughs> But, I don't know whether you're having a nightmare <laughs> on this pod, Jeff, or whether you're having a blind I'm, I'm, we'll I'm the seeing them decide. beautifully. I'm seeing them beautifully. They're all out of the middle, um, unlike the net session we had earlier. But Michael <laughs> Nisa has looked great in the nets this week. Uh, I know it's a classic line, but he has. he's looked brisk and he's landed them all on the spot. But the way Tim Payne was speaking earlier today, he was talking about what John Holland would do in this test match yes. and how he would combat um, the Pakistani batsman trying to attack him. So I think that indicates his mindset is to play the spinner. But if they see something in the morning that indicates that's not the way to go, they've left themselves a little escape route for the change. One man who will enjoy it if the grass does generate more lateral movement than you'd expect in this part of the world, it's Peter Siddle. Uh, And we had the the great pleasure of catching up with Peter yesterday uh, at their training session. Peter Siddle. How you going, mate? How, how good is it you being back in Test cricket after two years away? You must have thought for a time there that, that you wouldn't play at this format again. Yeah, it was great. That's actually, yeah, it felt like I was one of the young guys, one of the debutantes again, getting back in around the group and, and being a part of it. But, um, yeah, I, th- I probably thought it was in the back of my mind of obviously dreaming to get back in and um, hopefully play a part in Test match cricket again. But um, I wasn't sh- too sure when it had come. But, um, yeah, probably come in different conditions than I probably thought I'd get the chance. But, um, yeah, it was nice to get that first test out of the way and, and get a few wickets along the way. How important was it playing in England over the last couple of years, but specifically this year with Essex and, I guess, developing your bag of tricks and having more to offer than perhaps you may have in, in previous summers? Yeah, I think it was just, yeah, for me it's always been about playing cricket, getting good rhythm and just being out in the park. And um, I think that's what England gave me. It gave me the opportunity mm-hmm. to go away, continue playing more cricket um, throughout our, our winter back home and, and just yeah, bowl a lot of overs, and I think for me, that's when I feel at my best, when I've, when I've got a lot of bowling under my belt, I'm feeling strong, I've got good rhythm through the crease, and, um, and, and taking wickets as well, which is always good for the mind and the confidence, so I think all in all, it's, um, the whole package, it, it all worked out well for me, and yeah, here we are in obviously Abu Dhabi now and, and back in, around the test team. Generating so much reverse swing as well, is that something you've worked on in the last couple of years while you've been away from the test setup? Uh, not so much. It's probably it's been something that I was, I was, re- like I was really good at as a, as a younger player. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple of years, it probably hasn't played as much of a part in Australian cricket, just for, just conditions and stuff how it's been. But um, it's, it's always been something I've been good at. So it's, um, it's, it's sort of just getting those opportunities to obviously exploit that out in games. And um, yeah, obviously these conditions here um, suited it in the first test, um, even when we did bowl first, which can sometimes be harder. Um, but yeah, hopefully... Out here, this um, this wicket can obviously produce some the same stuff. Your fitness has been a talking point before, breaking down a couple of times in the last few years. Do you feel right now as though you're as fit as you've ever been? Yeah, I do. I think yeah, probably getting over to England and and just playing a bit more cricket. That's always the the, the best um, like example or best feedback you can get is once you've played a fair bit of cricket over the, at least you know sort of 12 months that yeah. you get a feel of how the body is actually tracking. And I felt yeah over in England that 
the body was starting to get back to its best. I was bowling well. I was getting wickets, which is um, always good. So I think the whole um, the whole process of you know getting back into cricket and, and um, going over to England for that um, reason, I think yeah, it's obviously paying dividends now and and just making me feel good that um, I did have that time away. But you know, I was probably at a time where bit of a blessing in a way um, that it gave me time to rest the body before I have one last sort of shot at it um, at the back end of my career and I think um, yeah it's probably given me a couple more years at the longevity at the back end. Next year you're going to be in England playing for Essex when Australia are playing in the National Series that must be on the horizon as a goal for you mustn't it now? Yeah I think probably going over the last couple of years my thoughts in a way of getting back in the Australian side that was going to be my best opportunity I think English conditions suit me um, the, obviously the opportunity going over there this season to play for Essex mm. um, that's that's probably a massive bonus, and um, yeah, they're all happy to sign me on for the next couple of years. So obviously, Dash is in the back of the mind, at least being in England, um, with the opportunity that um, that that could be my last shot at it. But um, yeah, it's been nice to get back in a little bit earlier and get back around the international setup just to show people that yeah, I can still cut it at international level and and still perform perform with the best of them. With Essex, did you enjoy being one of the older blokes around the room? One of the leaders have spoke about what an influence you had in that in that setup there. Yeah, I think it's. it's Pretty similar to probably how I go about it in most teams. That yeah, I, with, without sort of having the title of a leader or anything like that, that it's just natural for me to to want to help out the t- uh, the guys because at the end of the day, I want the team to win. And no matter where I go, if it's overseas to play or if it's at my club side, Danny Nong, Victoria, yep. whoever it's going to be, I want the side to win. So if um, by me putting back and helping out the younger guys, helping out the team, is going to you know, then get us closer to winning um, winning games or winning titles or whatever it might be. That's what I want to do to succeed as, a, as, as not just a player, but mm-hmm. as a as one of their teammates. So it's, um, yeah, it was good fun over there. I had a ball, they're a great bunch of guys. And yeah, so as signing on for another couple of years, yeah. it wasn't just because um, I wanted to be in England. I actually enjoyed the club and loved being around the boys. Peter Siddler, it's so good having you back in Australian colours. Good luck this week in Abu Dhabi and thanks for joining Wisdom.com. Cheers, Dan. Thanks very much, mate. Jeff, I love talking to Peter Siddler. If I had my way, he wouldn't be playing cricket when he's 35 or 36. He'd be playing test cricket when he's 43 he's such a a great influence on the game that that upbeat nature uh, you can't fault him in terms of the way that he's approached his return to test cricket but don't you want him in the commentary box though don't you want him to retire as soon as possible (laughs) get him up here with us he's a he's a very entertaining man he's got a a unique turn of phrase he's almost the honey badger of test cricket if you will runs through brick walls uh, never stops never gives up can't stop won't stop and um, he's he's a remarkable human being the weather it was cool this morning with a nice breeze across mm-hmm. the ground here at Sheikh Zayed Stadium but um, you mentioned before we've been in the nets for Proatar we've had a net session we've trialled the app and you can as well of course at proatar.com forward slash radio and we'll talk about that a lot through the course of the test match but it's bloody hot there's no yeah. we, we, we were deceived by the breeze when you're actually out in the sun it's no cooler than it was in Dubai last week. Well, I, I, the thing is, the, the haunting, terrible thing is, I think it actually is. I mean, we didn't actually have to go and do much in the sun at Dubai. <laughs> I reckon that was worse. That was up towards 39 uh, down here, where we're probably under 35, and, uh, but it's, it's still pretty um, blinding in the sun. But yeah, we had to shoot some, some footage to send off to the Proatar experts, which involved us having to get in the nets and bat and bowl. <laughs> um, it's not a sight that anyone needs to see, but it, it was... Innovating at the end of probably eight overs, maybe <laughs> um, we were all absolutely dying, sucking on water bottles, um, collapsing on the ground. So it just shows you the gulf between uh, ordinary people and elite athletes. But they're going to be out there for five days. And one side, of course, that knows all about playing in this extreme heat is Pakistan. Jeff, there have been some force changes and one. Editorial uh, change as well, if you like. They've left out Wahab Riaz. Uh, Shadab Khan is back into the side, no longer injured, so he returns to the side. So they've got the option of 
dual leg spinners alongside Yassir Shah. Uh, and they've also made a, a, an enforced change at the top of the order. Imam Al-Haq is out of the side with the broken hand that he acquired last week. And, Jeff, we're particularly excited about Fakazaman finally, at last, debuting for Pakistan in Test cricket. I'm oh, excited about both of those changes, and, and I hope they both come into the eleven because Fakazaman, the way he took the attack apart of India in the Champions Trophy final and, and just made that a formality for Pakistan was extraordinary. No one knew who he was at the, at the time outside Pakistan. He's a surprise packet, but uh, we've seen him in the nets just absolutely munting yeah. everything they bowled to him. I really, I spent about 10 minutes watching him bat yesterday. He was mostly facing Yasir Shah and you know, you think you'd show a degree of respect towards your premier spinner in the nets two days. Yep. Not, not so. <laughs> he, took, he took down Yasir time and time again. I, I saw firsthand what his of against Australia earlier this year in Zimbabwe when he was player of the tournament in a T20 series. Now, of course, red ball, white ball, we're not going to compare the two, but if he can get on the heater at some point during this test match, um, get on to wisdom.com test match cricket because it'll be, it'll be fired up in here, I assure do, you. Do not miss it when, when Pakistan bat. Uh, look, it might last three balls. It might last 100 balls. If it does, he'll probably have 200. He made a double ton in a one-day game only a couple of months ago, so he can bat big and bat long. But um, I'm interested in why he was facing a leg spinner in the net when Australia doesn't have one. <laughs> well, we'll see. Now, Safraz Ahmed, the Pakistan captain, you caught up with him earlier today, Jeff, and you asked him about the pressure of having to try a bounce back after not being able to stick the landing and secure a win in Dubai earlier in the week.
So, Jeff, all that's left for us to say is that tune in tomorrow, wisdom.com, in all the usual places, in all the usual ways, on the Cricket Australia app as well, if that's more your fancy, or the PCB website. They've got the stream running and, and be part of it for the next five days. It was an awful lot of fun in Dubai, and we're going to try and replicate that again in Abu Dhabi. Didn't we have a tremendous time in Dubai? And uh, look, maybe it won't be five days if uh, if the green mamba strikes. <laughs> oh, if it gets its fangs into the uh, batting team on the opening day, things could be desperate. But uh, it's going to be five fifty versus five fifty. Yeah. <laughs> London to is going to be a high scoring game of cricket. We will we will be here for five days. That much I'm yep. sure of. And we'll be there. We'll be here rather, of course to our uh, commercial partners, Specsavers, the test experts, and Proatar, the new coaching app that connects you with the biggest names in cricket. Oh, and also, lastly, I can't, I can't conclude without mentioning that Mike Hussey is joining our commentary team tomorrow. Very exciting. Yeah, um, definitely exciting to have someone of his expertise uh, in the box. I'll try to not to mention how many times I've watched various highlights of various <laughs> innings that he's played on YouTube because it might get awkward. But uh, Brendan Julian as well, and, and so and we've got a terrific lineup. Yeah, uh, that's right. Brendan Julian, Bazard Khan, and Louis Cameron's back again from cricket.com.au, the Victorian fast bowler. He was in the Nets today bowling as well, so I'm sure we'll ask him about his experience bowling to the Australians. So, wisdom.com from just after the toss tomorrow all the way through the five days at Abu Dhabi. Sports Social Podcast Network.